0: As much as I like that roller thing for cleaning up or for unloading the dirt, because I mean, it's really does make things easier. It is kind of a pain in the butt to have to take it on or take it off, and put it on just to be able to wash the truck, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I think I have to decide between a clean truck and a work truck and I have a problem with that i'm going to have both that's all there is to it so i guess i just need a second pickup
1: i was gonna say we literally <laughs> I, as much as it's like we're so spoiled and thinking that but like we really do we do too many things and you don't like getting your truck dirty or beat oh, up or anything dr- oh, i hate it every scratch so,
0: drives me nuts
1: yeah and there's so many things that we want to do so at this point <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. one of those things that we kind of just have to sit down and go you know what we need to invest in a really old just good don't have to worry about it getting dirty truck with probably only two seats yeah. <laughs> for just going and getting things getting wood getting dirt getting anything else that we need bringing home Pig. animals that we don't want and you know if we go hunting and we want to bring home something like we need a truck just <laughs> for that
0: oh in a world where we can pay all our bills that's that's what's gonna happen so yeah because gotta figure out something but i definitely do and they're not you know you can get a beater truck for like 1500 bucks so one of those trucks that if it breaks down you just kind of walk away (laughs) so yeah but it is what it is but in the meantime we got a lot of dirt yesterday so that's a good thing we will definitely still want more Yep, the price is just too good for it. Honestly, we could just have the girls filling up the sandbags and selling them. I can't believe people are paying, you know, six eight dollars for for this dirt. I'm like, I'll put them in the stinking sandbags and sell them for a buck each. You know, literally, they fill like probably fifty. You know, in a truck, they probably fill for like fifty of them, sell them at a dollar a piece, make a profit on each one, and use that as the money to go with the next load. So. But uh, yeah, so yesterday If nobody knew this Facebook absolutely uh, Went under attack So some cyber attack on on Facebook And messed with all their media And tried to get into a bunch of accounts So mine was included in that So good time So if you get one of those little notifications That tells you And and they're using a proper proxy So Facebook tried to say It was coming from Palestine And I was like "Mm, No, there is no Windows Chrome (laughs) There is no Chromebook with Windows 10 Anywhere in my ownership in palestine that would be logging into my facebook account so yeah so that was fun yesterday too so but what do we got for the weather today
1: still hot not you know ridiculous Mm -hmm. yet because you know you know we're gonna be wishing for this weather in Mm -hmm. about a month Mm -hmm. (laughs) but 82 again low is 65 so you know, still getting low enough at night that we can have windows open and just kind of chill, but you know not really cooling down until morning, so yeah, but I you know it it just it really does suck because you know we're getting to a point now where certain rooms are getting ridiculously hot, and nobody wants to be in those rooms, and then you know there's nothing until we have uh you know just a lot more. We we're still working on setting up a lot of things so that we can mm-hmm. just all be outside because that's the that's the next thing is us being outside having Because we got giant, you know, massive citronella candles and mm-hmm. I still like Lily was freaking out about how the bugs are coming out. I still haven't had any mosquitoes oh, I around me.
0: I did We did we when we got over to the shaded trees over the fence, Lily Tabby and I got bit like multiple times. So yeah they're 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 hiding out where it's nice and cool Well, <laughs> mosquitoes want shade
1: well so it's closer to where the bush line is mm-hmm. so the same same thing as it's always been it's why it was that's also why it was so hard for me having the garden back there when the bush line was there because mm-hmm. it was like being in the backyard area it was like i had no issues the moment you get over to the garden area it was just i was attacked they were mm-hmm. everywhere so i mean that's the that is like as much as it sucks that the bush line's gone It kind of means that we're going to deal with a little bit less mosquitoes because there's not going to be you know such you know a big space for them to be hiding in so that's fair you know and then if we as long as we keep our you know hangout areas like we we have the the fire pit over there as long as we have the fire pit going Mm -hmm. we're not going to deal with a whole lot of them keep the fire pit going and low temperature so that there's some smoke as much as everybody else doesn't like it Keep yeah, some mosquitoes no. away.: yep, <laughs> so absolutely does. But I, so. I'm in the mood for a good barbecue. You said it the other day when we were going to Crawfish out back, when mm-hmm. it was like, "But we already wanted crawfish out back, but now I'm like, I want a good burger. I just want a good smash burger with your really good you know cheese and, and mushrooms and everything. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it sounds so, so good.
0: Yeah, Because what I do is I caramelize well, I, I dice finely and caramelize, you know, three good onions. So there's, you know, it starts off almost three pounds of onions because each onion is about a pound on the size that I use. Get those car- to where they're almost fully caramelized. There's no extra moisture in it. Just a full stick of butter. Just cooking it down nice and slow. Once I have that down, I, I put in the mushrooms and I let the mushroom saute down with it too because I don't want them... One of the big mistakes people make when they're sauteing mushrooms is they put water in it or they, you know, put yeah, it I've into stuff never with water. I understood it's like, that. No, you dry saute your mushrooms as best you can. You only want oil. So you let your your onions get down to that, to where they're almost there. Then bring in your, your mushrooms, thinly sliced, and those mushrooms caramelize, you know, those mushrooms cook down perfectly. And then I put in the cheddar cheese right there at that last minute. So I create that goo wall. If it goes to room temperature, you might as well use it to plaster a wall because you know, it's, it's not going to make it, but that's, that's what goes over the top of, of the burgers. And they are smart little smash burger patties. And yeah, they're ridiculously addictive. And I've seen you overeat yourself almost every time that I make them, if you get the chance and yeah, I'm with you. They're really good. We have, we have a 10 pound log of, of ground beef that I still need you or somebody to portion up so that we can do that. So I'm, I'm definitely down for it. So, you know, um, was, I'm going back to, uh, on my side, calorie deficit. So I'm, uh, still going down, down on the amount that I'm eating, but I'm also like last night or night before last, uh, we had the broccoli and the chicken. And I mean, I'm, I cooked five pounds of broccoli because five pounds of broccoli, you you can't eat five pounds of broccoli and it calorie wise, it, it's way less than you need in a day. And I could sit down and just eat as much broccoli as I could for dinner if I wanted to go that route, but made the chicken and that chicken was good. So, but yeah, smash burgers always sound delicious to me. I just need to figure out a different bun op- option. I guess I could just go with the lettuce size and and side of it for me. So, but something along that, and then you guys could all have buns. So, yeah, it sounds pretty good. So if you give me my my ground beef all set up, I'll I will happily smash burger everybody. I gotta buy more onions. How are your onions in the garden? They look at They're already looking.
1: Well, yeah, the tops are going to look amazing Mm -hmm. all the way until they start to die off, and that's when they're ready to be pulled. Okay. But the bulbs don't really start forming until they're closer to, you know, May or June. Okay. So they just take in water, shoot out, you know, their green onion tops and, you know, Mm -hmm. take in all the nutrients that they can until they're ready to start really sucking in everything and start forming those bulbs. Because otherwise they're just trying to get to that that point where they're ready to do that yeah. otherwise you'll end up with very not happy and are very the potatoes small. going
0: in don't we have to get them in like now
1: yes i need us sp- i need to know where they're going because like i was saying that where they were last year hasn't been fixed up for that and we were talking about how that was going to be anna's punishment was getting her to okay. get all the rocks up so, so until i
0: so get her to do that today and and you know put her in, put her to work put her in gear so That's what I'm down for, definitely, you know, so no worries there, but with that, good morning, and welcome to the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey, and I'm Kiki, and we talk about everything, and nothing, all at the same time, and on our morning broadcast, we talk about our national days, or international days, and what do we have, and how many do we have?
1: Two of them. Okay. Our first one is National Proofreading Day. All righty. So each year on March 8th, National Proofreading Day highlights the importance of proofreading over our written work. The the day also allows those who enjoy proofreading to gently correct others. However, constructive criticism is usually welcome if invited to proofread another's work. The day promotes mistake-free writing. Carefully review all your letters and documents to make a positive and professional impression. It sometimes helps to have a few tips handy to catch overlooked mistakes when proofreading. Use, use several of them and mix them up from time to time to, for the most effective proofreading. Here are some tips. The first one, walk away. Proofread after an article, important email, or chapter has time to set and you're reading it with fresh eyes. Do not disturb. Remove all distractions including phones, other deadlines, traffic, noise, and interruptions. Learn your habits. Keep a list of your routine errors and look for those first. Turn off the autocorrect. When used strictly as a tool, autocorrect may be helpful. However, over time, we become reliant upon it. In text and emails, it can overcorrect our messages, creating havoc. When we're uncertain of the spelling or a word, there are many more reliable or and efficient tools. Read it aloud. We catch different errors when we read aloud than when we read by sight alone. Read it backwards. A fresh perspective allows us to find new errors. Start with the last sentence and work your way to the beginning. Fresh eyes. With a second set of eyes, read something completely new. It's amazing what they find. And print it and use a different font. You, once again, RIs see the document differently when it's printed on paper and we find errors we didn't see the first few times. Mm-hmm. To, so to observe National Proofreading Day, share your tips and tricks for proofreading. Take a course on proofreading. Challenge yourself to accept constructive criticism. And if you usually catch other people's errors, maybe this is the holiday to let them slide.
0: Yeah, well... And I don't know about you, but, like, when I read, like, I was reading, oh, it was a USA Today article. I was talking about it yesterday. You know, that article that I read where I was like, wow, somebody really needs to know where to put their comma. Mm-hmm. You know? No, um,
1: I love proofreading. That's my favorite thi- part about writing essays in school. Mm-hmm. I could proofread all day, every day. Because I read, like, I don't really read anymore, but I read on such a regular basis that I knew how to change my sentence structure on s- like they like to the point that I didn't have the same sentence structure in a five paragraph essay or a two page report or whatever because I just knew how to change things up often enough and it's funny because like when people hear me talk they don't think that I would mm-hmm. be able to do things like that because I use so much slang and I don't like I use the word like constantly when I speak you will never find the word like unless I'm literally saying it, in a sense when it makes sense in proper writing <laughs> mm-hmm. because it, it's just I don't know it's just how I grew up speaking but my writing is almost always been flawless growing up like I think it's hilarious I look back theres I have a first grade in action or second grade I don't know, it was first or second grade in action book that I re- wrote And we did this for our parents or for whatever we did it for. (laughs) It was a project in school. Mm -hmm. And I look back at that and I could not spell still very well at all. (laughs) My handwriting was massive and horrendous. My sentences didn't make any sense, you know, but I'm telling a story. And so it was like, yeah, okay, that that doesn't make any sense. We were supposed to be counting, writing a short story. It was like three sentences Mm -hmm. um, that had to do with counting from one to 20. And so it would okay. be like, you know, today I found one ant. On that ant, I could tell that it was red. And like, we'd have to draw it above it. So it was literally our own picture book that we made that it could be coherently a full story or each page meant something else. And mine made no sense. And I reread it. And I'm like, man, I really did come a long way in a very short amount of time because by the time that I was in third and fourth grade, my writing was flawless Mm -hmm. and I don't know like it just literally was how much I read (laughs) like I think that between that time I had read the entire Harry Potter series and I started reading Hunger Games so it was like at that point I was already way above my Lexile I jumped in everything and you know got really (laughs) really excited about just the English language before they ruin it for you in middle school and high school (laughs) so you know the essay days people hated me Mm -hmm. because it was one of those like They had to bring it to me because they knew that they wouldn't have any points taken off if I was the one that edited it. Yeah. But they hated seeing all the red marks on their paper from them not being able to put sentences together. And it became more entertaining for me the older that I got realizing just how many people still couldn't write proper English. And it was just like it was something that I kept to myself. That makes me a horrible person. I know. But I anybody that ever wonders like, oh, no, they're not sitting there judging you. I 100 percent was. I would sit there and I would go, what? what it, you didn't even... This is three three words and that's not a full sentence. What, what happened? Where did it go? Where did the rest of your thought go? Did you just write this last night? Like I'd be sitting here thinking all those things while I was editing it and basically rewriting people's whole essays. And you're like, oh, don't do that for people. And I was like, but it was fun. I literally, if there was ever a thing that I could do that I'd probably very much enjoy, I'd be an editor because yep. I loved it. <laughs> so it's just this day this day was made for me <laughs> and it's the same thing even now i'm reliving it because like it's the same thing for lily she reuses the same words 17 times in one paragraph and doesn't catch it and swears up and down that she proofread it that our student your classmates proofread it that the teacher said it was okay and she did not just sit there and write all of this all right now just you know 10 minutes ago in a rush and i read it and i go are you sure have you read it out loud to yourself and, you know, you. if I do sit there and make her read it out loud, she goes, go da, da oh
0: am like, come on, keep going!
1: <laughs> da, 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 oh. <laughs> it's like, exactly. It's like, I don't... I get it, but you very much did not proofread your own thing, because <laughs> two seconds in, and you're already like, uh-oh. I see... I see where I messed up. But... No, I love... I love proofreading things. It's so... It's just so fun.
0: We... This just reminds me of of a story when I had uh, one of my English classes and it was uh, Mr. Ratcliffe and he was one of those teachers that we knew he just really didn't care. He was checked out. He was ready to retire. He was he was on that road. and He was just like, whatever. This is he didn't want it. He had made it known to all of us that he never wanted to be an English teacher in the first place. (laughs) Um, He wanted to be uh, drama and he wanted to be uh, music. But we had an amazing music teacher at uh, Franklin Junior High School. It's way too good to have been at our school. So everybody had <laughs> rumors as to why he was there, right? But Mr. Ratcliffe literally one day sat there and said, Hey, everybody come in. You're going to spend the whole class just writing. In fact, you're going to spend this whole week just writing. And... So I asked him, like, what do you want us to write about? He goes, I don't care what you write about as long as the sentences are properly structured.
1: Oh, that would have made me so happy.
0: And so it was like, okay. Like, he literally, but he, he didn't say it like that. He yelled it at us. He's like, I don't care what you write. Just, you know, as long as the sentences are right, just write it. You know, I'll look at it at the end of the week. That's, that's, your, that's, your, that's your work for the week. Just do it. It's like, okay. So I had a three ring binder. Um, And so I wrote The most annoying thing he'd ever read in his life And had to give me an A for (laughs) Because I wrote an entire story that made no sense Like sentence to sentence And I remember the, the opening sentence to it Was literally It was a balmy and cold day outside The mosquitoes had nobody to fill their drink cups Period. So I mean, it's just that a was, bunch of random sentences oh, pa- I literally sentences was, was that you doing these, but together. I was I was I was doing this and I would get it back to proper proper paragraph structure. Main se- main main sentence, it was, you know, cold and balmy outside. Period. The mosquitoes had nobody to fill their drink cups. Period. The elves were tired because the cold weather had chilled them to the bone period. The bones were tired of being blamed for everything. So I literally was just went on and on. And then there was a time where I gave the longest run on sentence in that, in that story, and it was proper and it drove him crazy. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not much for writing. I'm not really, you know, I don't profess to be talented or good at things. I just, like-to-do-what-I-like-to-do type situation, but, you know, I always appreciate proofreading. When you proofread stuff I write, or Amy proofreads stuff I write, Amy's mom used to proofread a lot of stuff I write, I'd do a website, and Amy's mom would literally come up to my other website and go through it and go, hey, Joey, hey, just to let you know, on this link, this this is spelled wrong, or this you're missing a comma here, hey, you know, you're uh, overusing your semicolon here, da da da, da. I was like, okay, you know, and I would fix it, so I always appreciated proofreading, so... That was always a good thing to me. (laughs) But English class, yeah, I I think that man actually destroyed me ever wanting to just write. So,
1: yeah, English destroyed my want to read and my want to write because then it became I, I hated expository writings. Mm hmm if I have to just sit down and basically write you an article that already exists online, but I can't copyright anything because then it's plagiarism and I have to come up with a whole new sentence. That's probably somewhere. Some bit of it is somewhere online. Mm-hmm. It's just, I hated that. It was so, ugh, it was so boring. It, and it, the only, <laughs> the, the only project that we ever had that was actually entertaining was the one project that you get for, if you were in uh, honors English in um, sophomore year. They gave you a project that was, you know, connected through like three of your classes about basically an entire research project that you got to choose to research anything you wanted, but you had to have, you know, they had like a whole chart and you had to pick certain things out of each. Area of it to include in your project, so nobody's project would look the same. Nobody could have the same topic, and so like you know, people would jump on it and be like, "Oh, I want to do gaming," and then everybody wanted to do gaming, and you know, they would fight over them and the first come, first serve kind of thing was ridiculous. And I was like, you know what, I want to do, I want to do therapy. I want to, I want to figure out the impact therapy has on people. And I got to interview my therapist, and I thought that was cool. But that that was it. That was the only project that was like an expository writing project. Where we stated facts and quoted people and had to interview things and all that, that was actually fun because it's like I chose this. Halfway through it, I was like, I should have chose something that was a lot more interesting than this. <laughs> but alas, it, you can't change it, so it was you know too late. But yeah, that, that was the only, it was the only writing project that I ever had somewhat a level of fun with because once you stop writing stories for a grade, it's just it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, <laughs> our second national day is a mouthful and I had to ask you what this was because I didn't know Uh, it's National Registered Dietitian Nutritionist Day Observed annually on the second Wednesday in March, National Registered Dietitian Nutritionist Day (laughs) celebrates the contributions of these medical professionals. Across the country, dedicated registered dietitian dietitian nutritionists provide the most advanced and current nutrition information available to their patients. They are experts in food and nutrition whose training qualities... Uh, qualifies them to support a variety of patient needs. Whether they work in a hospital, school, long-term care facility, or sports facility, RDNs provide patient care that may include meal planning, nutritional counseling, assessments, tracking progress, and more. Outside their core patient care, RDNs also promote wellness in public forums as well. As dedicated professionals, RDNs put patient care first and continue their education throughout their careers. Their commitment helps patients to meet their health goals or understand their disease better. So to observe Registered Dietitian Nutritionist Day, thank an RDN who helped you reach a health goal. Learn about the role of an RDN. If you are an RDN, volunteer to speak at a job fair and share your experiences. Give your RDN a shout out on social media or follow your RDN's guidelines for a healthier you. Now, I just right off the bat, I'm going to offend so many people because this is...
0: Fuck you guys <laughs> There that's. Can I just say I, it just, No no I'm, You know No I, I'll, I'll take this as my one One for a week cussing No it, These are the same people who 20 years ago were telling us Margarine was better for us than butter and we're shifting over to the world over to margarine these are the people who who said hydrogenated oils were a good thing these were the people who said oh you should be eating olein these are the people who come up with the diets you know they they talk about the, the uh, okay i'll let you talk cuz i just i i there you were literally just pawns. You don't, most of what you teach is, is wrong and it's been proven wrong and it goes through throughout history. How long ago was coffee causes cancer? Oh wait, coffee doesn't cause cancer. This causes cancer. That causes cancer. Oh, don't eat this. Don't eat this with this and combinations of food that just ended up all being so much BS and lies. And these are the same people that are, you know, touting that cereal is healthier for you than a piece of actual fruit. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I I was just going to say that I'm sure that there are people that are RDNs out there that have legitimate, you know, uses like ones that live or help out in hospitals or like long term care facilities or like sports facilities. Because I know that one of my friends from high school wanted to be an RDN specifically for soccer and football players. Mm -hmm. And like that, that's. That makes sense, you know, having somebody that's trying to, you know, reach a certain you know, like weight limit or have a certain level of muscle mass or, you know, be able to train and know what to eat when they're training versus when they're not training and all these things, you know, helping them out with things like that you know that's that's smart and that's great because not all you know not everybody has time to sit down and think about and plan out and f- you know figure out every single meal at the time that meal needs to be had mm-hmm. it, you know how many calories they need to eat in a day to actually you know not go into a calorie deficit when they are in a sport and things like that like cuz i know that that's a big you know aspect of sports players is that they are constantly burning so many calories that they have to eat or else they are going to hurt themselves and so it's like there's so many things and aspects of you know staying healthy when you are in things like that that Mm -hmm. you just don't have the time to sit down and figure all of that out for yourself they're, they're extremely useful but if you're just a normal person and you go to an RDN and that RDN is the kind of person that is like I see it all the time do you ever have this, you know, big issue and da 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 Well, here's some things I'm going to tell you from a registered RDN and da ba da 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 Here's things that I learned being an RDN and just mm-hmm. list off five different things for you to do and make it seem like it's that easy and that nothing do is easy. poop? It's just, it's so irritating. And if you are an RDN that sits around on social media and just spouts all of the things that people should be doing, in that kind of format, instead of sitting there going, you know, hey, I'm a registered RDN and I don't care what you do because you're not my client, <laughs> and, you know, but here's some things that I do so you can take it or leave it. I'm not again. You're not my client, so you can take what I say or you can leave it because, mm-hmm. you know, again. You're not my client, and everything changes based on who you are, what you do, your activity levels, everything that you do in a day. Whether you're sitting down in a classroom for six hours, or you're out running around because this is your career of being a soccer player, it's going to change. Yes, the ma- the majority of people have a general level of exercise they get because they stand and walk around for their job, unless they have a desk job in which they're sitting down, unless they're getting up for a break or lunch, and like the, mm-hmm. even between those, those are two very basics. You know, half of the population that still would have two very different you know health plans because one of them is burning calories by walking around all day and standing up and not having the opportunity to sit down because they have a job where they're required to stand up and the other one has a job where they're required to sit down at a desk and do things on a computer and are not allowed to get up unless they're going to be called out for not making enough money because they're not making making their quotas because they're constantly getting up mm-hmm. it's like there are so there are two different things and you don't need an RDN to tell you that <laughs> so if you're sitting if you're one of those people that literally goes ah i need to go on a diet I need to hire this person to tell me how to go on a diet then you are literally just throwing money out the window because mm-hmm. there's no there's no point and we talked about it before you want to lose weight go back to basics stop making these super advanced crazy you know plant based and all this other crap just eat an apple and call it good mm-hmm. go make yourself some scrambled eggs yeah you want some flavor in it that's not just salt and pepper throw some chopped bacon bits or a little bit of white wine or some mushrooms and spinach like it, Green there's so are the amazing- many
0: Dynamic changer. Yeah.
1: So it's just there's so many options Mm -hmm. that you don't need an RDN to tell you how to exist in your day-to-day life there are things that and i also hate the idea that people need an rdn to do things because when you're doing stuff you're not supposed to do you're consciously doing it you're a whole ass adult you know what you're doing if you're going to go sit there and you're gonna oh man but there's ice cream right here and i just you know i've been good today but you are active you know what you're doing mm-hmm. if you're saying it out loud it's because you're trying to convince yourself not to do it and you already know you're either going to fail or you're, not, or you're going to continue on and it's all about your mindset if your mindset isn't there to continue going then you're it doesn't matter if there's an rdn there or not because mm-hmm. the RDN isn't going to sit there And hold a knife against your throat And say don't eat that ice cream You still have to be the one to go I'm not going to eat that ice cream It's a mindset change So it's just like I, I cannot I, I get it There are RDNs out there That have legitimate purposes but i think that mm-hmm. the ones that are caring for older people that have you know can't eat the same foods that they ate before and the ones that are for you know sports facilities or people that are constantly doing different things and burning a different amount of calories and have a different level of energy that they have to have throughout the day and have to provide themselves f- to make it through the day and you know people that are in a hospital because they have things that they legitimately can't eat whether it's an allergy or it's because it'll coincide with something that they're you know doing medicine they're taking whatever they're, then those people are great and those people are needed because sure. not everybody can if, sit
0: there and know that. If they're going to tell people what foods to stay away from and things like that, that I fully agree with that. What I don't like is, th- and and I've known RDNs. Obviously, this is part of the reason I'm so opinionated about this is that, in my opinion, there's three types of RDNs. You have the RDNs who are the good RDNs. They they they. Hey, you know what? Listen, you have diabetes, so we are going to be changing the way that you eat foods so that your body you know, doesn't over insulin and kill yourself. Fully accepted. Hey, you are, you know, looking to build muscle, cut fat, and you want to be able to tackle people and run for a full one hour in a day. 100%. I'm I'm good for that. But many of them are either shills, you know, and, and I say this because, you know, you don't you're lucky enough you weren't born in this. But when I was a kid to the time I was a teenager, butter was the enemy. Butter was a horrible thing. All dairy was disgusting and and, and horrible for you. And you needed to be having, you know, all of these fake food, mechanically synthesized foods, margarine and margarine. is And, and you learn how to cook with margarine only to find out, hey, you know what? This actually is what's actually bad for you you know and and it's like and then what do the rdn's do they just shift they don't apologize there's no consequences to them giving people bad and wrong food advice you know and it's like and those are the people that are there and then you get the ones that are like you should never eat anything with a face you know you should only eat plants and 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 they they become religious zealots to to what they tell people they can and can't do and it's like Look, I get the want for everybody to extend their lives as long as they possibly can. I get it. You know, I'm I watch news reports and things that, you know, people who are talking about turning, turning on a gene that actually resets your whole body. I think that's exciting. Things like that. I want to live as long as I can. I don't want to do it where a third of my life is completely not enjoyed, you know, and by having somebody sit there and tell me you can't eat this, you can't eat... At that just read it in a book and that's the only thing they're going on. Not looking for anything behind it. That means that you're going to be touting off and preaching whatever whoever paid the highest amount to be able to print that book to do that study. The USDA, uh, you know, the Milk Board did a study... Dairy Board, U.S. Dairy Board, there it was, did a uh, a, a thing that they sponsored an, a, to show that... You could use dairy to lose weight, which isn't true. It's, you're not going to lose. There's no – it is very hard in the dairy world to have a calorie deficit diet. Okay? I can sit down and eat 2,000 calories of cheese in one, seat, in one sitting. No arguments. But when you realize that, hey, all these things that are paid for, a lot of them are paid for by people with special interests who want a specific outcome. It's, okay, so what are you hearing? But if you're in a situation where it's like, hey, you need to stop eating sugar or you're going to die. Then yeah, RDNs are great. But use a little bit of sense sense and common knowledge and you you're you're just fine. But the ones who honestly in my opinion extort money out of people to tell them BS and throw their opinions in over science just drive me up a wall. So that that's just me. I mean that's and of course we're not nutritional experts, we're not medical experts, we're not anything other than two people who know how to use Computers do research and look through a way, a growing water (laughs) of BS. And it's like, and you know what? So, yeah, if you're trying to lose weight, cookies aren't the answer. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, just just use a little bit of logic. And if you need to seek medical advice for it, seek it. But do the work, too. So, you know, a bad diet uh, and a bad lifestyle. Can't be corrected by having a good diet and a bad lifestyle. Get outside. Get get your vitamin D. Get the things that get your hands out there. Eat more vegetables. Can you identify the vegetable that you're eating, you know, type situation? Or are you just eating a globby paste? This this huel stuff drives me up a wall, right? Because it's literally just a powder. Oh, it's so good and healthy, but it's it's not. You know what's healthy? Eating the lentils, eating the mushrooms, eating all that food. That's what's good and healthy for you. It's what your body is designed to be able to take. So that said, we'll see you this afternoon for the afternoon dive. But for the morning, I've been Joey. And I'm Kiki. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.